Welcome back to the Higher Spirits Podcast. It's your boy Fern coming back at you with Ro, Chris, AB, and our new guest, Johnny. You know, what's up, Johnny? Say hello. Hello, everyone. It's Johnny. I'm the guy that I'm, yeah. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Johnny. Uh, Sure, yeah. So my name is Johnny. Uh, I've been a YouTuber for about four years. Uh, I own, uh, I have my own podcast. Um, it's called Nighthawks. It's on Spotify. Uh, I'm an author. I write on my free time. Um, and right now we're just kind of in quarantine. So I had, I took advantage of the free time and now I'm uh, doing some more creative projects. And that's pretty much it. Uh, I read, like I read like every time that you see me. And if you don't, I probably have headphones in my ears and that's it. <laughs> Always in a creative mindset. Always in a creative mindset. That's good. You guys go ahead and check out the podcast that he was talking about. You know, shout out for shout out. But I mean, th- like Ro was saying, um, it's pretty good to have a really good creative mindset, especially during these times. It's kind of hard to um, really go into that because the fact that we're kind of, you know, lingered on into these types of things or we're kind of shut off from society. And some people can't go into that, but some people can. So props to you guys who can do that. Yeah, I mean, I think... Uh, keeping busy and like working on creative projects definitely keeps the mind sharp keeps you from doing bad decisions and keeping you from like looking like a thought on the on the gram i think <laughs> definitely <laughs> johnny what, what's your perspective on keeping a, a creative mindset do you think that it's something that's good or do you think that it's just something that it just goes on to whatever it may be or whoever it goes on to uh yeah i i, I think that Creativity, especially in kind of like creative mediums, um, is y- you can do anything with with creativity in any kind of work field, whether it be writing, uh, whether it be goddamn automotives. Uh, as long as you're creative, I think that you can do a pretty good job. Uh, a creative mindset is good no matter what you're doing, but I think the difference there is uh, if you want to be creative and want to have a career then you want to be creative on how you do that career. And I feel like that's also super important as well, like creativity. Um, like, um, for example, like um, since I do YouTube, there's no goddamn way in hell that I can just survive off YouTube money, <laughs> uh, especially the, the way that they're monetizing right now. Uh, but um, it's rough. It's a little less than, you know, definitely what I thought I would be making. Uh, but that's just because it's on ads and I don't necessarily do family, family friendly content. I do movie reviews. I do commentary. So it's not necessarily content that people want ads on. Uh, but I, um, with, with, uh, with that, I get creative with how I make my money on YouTube. So I write books and I promote them on uh, my channel or I do a podcast and I promote it on my channel. Like I, I see YouTube as a way not only to be creative with my videos, but as a platform for other forms of creativity that I'm doing or like merchandise or uh, just another project that I'm working on. So uh, real quick, um, is there like a specific genre or anything like that in which you produce your reviews on like movie or book reviews on? Yeah, uh, with movie reviews, I definitely think just like kind of campy movies, very kind of movies that aren't as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Good. <laughs> um, so like but, shitty uh, movies. Like, yeah, just very bad movies, uh, at least in my opinion, because, you know, uh, I, I think that like growing up, there were great movies. I reviewed Spy Kids. Uh, I also reviewed uh, Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like they're good movies, <laughs> but they're also like really nostalgia. Really fucking weird. <laughs> they were weird. Yeah. They definitely so, were weird. Yeah, looking back at that, uh, looking back on them, you're you're, you're kind of questioning like, why did I enjoy this? So then that's kind of what sparked the whole. I should talk about this because it's really weird. Um, and then that just kind of became. Uh, a staple of my channel and um same with books yeah i i would agree with you on that because um i've heard of a lot of people that talking about how they kind of go back to watching like the original disney movies and they're like yo these movies suck ass but like as a kid they were like the best movies ever so I can see I can see how you're going back into that and like you're just kind of giving it that second chance or that second like description in a sense. Yeah, yeah, th- th- that's very much kind of the approach I took 
uh, to it while I was uh, starting it now. However, it's more just like it's satire, really. It's just it's just satire, you know. You you take a, a creative perspective and you just elaborate your idea, right? Uh, more more like I said, more of commentary because satire is more like getting a creative idea and then showing it in a different kind of light, such as parody. Oh yeah, I see what you mean. Parody, yeah, parody makes fun of the message. So like, let's say you know the uh like that Pepsi ad with uh, I think it's like one of Kylie the Kylie Jenner or, or yeah. Kendall. So like, <laughs> yeah, so there's like a bunch of parodies of that because they're trying to make fun of the message that it was trying to do and showing it in a different light. Me, I just kind of make fun of movies just to make fun of movies. <laughs> Yeah, I saw, yo, I'm gonna, like, it was last night, I was about to go to bed, and Rahelia sent me the link to your page, and I saw the video you made on the Frog movie, yo, I gotta <laughs> get my hand on that, if y'all, y'all gotta check out this movie called Frogs, yo. Thanks, I was watching, <laughs> yes. I was like, dude, these are so weird, what? But that's exactly, like, that's yeah. what I like about, like, you know, that's really cool, like, commentating on movies, like, I've never heard of Frogs till Johnny here, you know? Like, today <laughs> today i learned frogs. yeah yeah that i think i think kind of the the thing that i had the opposite effect on was uh i made a book review on this one book called rin tongue and dorner and i absolutely hated it i do not recommend it it is a piece <laughs> of garbage and i will say that publicly and i will never i will die saying that on my tombstone rin tongue and dorner is horrible and rich chapero can go die in a goddamn fiery good fiery car crash i don't care because that goddamn <laughs> book was the worst thing I've ever read, and I wasted like three months reading it. That shit took me three months, not because I was analyzing it or reading it too much. It's because I had to put it down and take a mental break, or else I would go insane. It was, oh it was absolutely the worst book I've ever read, and I think just kind of making fun of it because he's so rich and he thinks that he's like kind of yeah. higher up than everyone. Oh God, it's just so fun to punch up. Well, Johnny, what, what, what made it bad in your own decision? Like what, what was the fact that you thought, what made it so bad in a sense? Uh, yeah. So, okay. Uh, let me kind of compare it to a, another book. That's probably better. And I will say that is uh 50 shades of gray. Okay. That is, that is, erotica it's just for sex and you know it's just for sex yeah. Yeah. cover what it's about so when you review it you know you kind of are like oh you know this is just a book for sex it's yeah it's it's literature but it's not necessarily literature to send a message or to be like proactive in yeah. society however this book Ren Tuck and Dorner was kind of like that where it was like oh you know this book like changed my life and it, it's like a completely different kind of story and all it is is just sex that's all it is it's just like it's just erotica it's 50 shades in space and that's it and it's like it's so goddamn it's like why aren't you transparent with how bad it is pretending that it's some kind of glorious kind of book you know kind of, and it's like it's not it's just porn just say <laughs> it's porn and maybe i'll be lighter on it but no because the market it is as this life-changing book i'm gonna be a lot harsher on it because yeah no did it it changed my life but in a way way worse way than you thought yeah. i i remember that um when i was in high school um if if you ever heard of rotc which i'm pretty sure you <laughs> yeah, have yeah yeah, I have. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that this one girl, she wrote a book called Fifty Shades of Blue, oh, which was like an erotica version of all the ROTC members at that time in high school. Like it included the sergeant, it included the students, oh, no. it included everybody. <laughs> yikes that's gotta be a yikes for me dude <laughs> yeah man she got like suspended or expelled i don't even know what happened Ooh. to her was this in high school or was this in college yeah, this was in high school, this was actually in high school. Jesus actually Christ. that made it around to my high school i heard of that yeah freaking 50 is... shades of blue <laughs> <laughs> that's so horrible Brit. oh my god Brit. for that's real i mean people just oh, i don't know bro i mean i, I mean people just have different 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 definitions of like i don't know like creativity what they think is creative Yo. or what they consider is creative i mean yeah. we're nobody to judge but i mean we're pretty sure somebody out there liked it you know somebody read this and was like oh you know what? i could get off to this so like i could get i could get into this <laughs> The only person that yeah. liked it was probably the author, TBH. I mean, no. I mean, honestly, when you think about high school, bro, and you do a flashback into high school, I mean, you guys have, you know, recently graduated everybody. Pre pandemic style? Yeah, pre-pandemic <laughs> pre style. Um, I mean, everybody was just weird when you think about it. I mean, people just had different 
viewpoints had different reactions. We used to laugh at like YOLO and shit. And you know, things <laughs> descriptively changed. But yeah, I was gonna say, have y'all ever had anything like that written about you though? At yes. my school, bruh, in the it was like like junior year, I got a fan fiction that was sexual written about me and my like one of my best friends at the time named Eddie. That shit went around and everyone was with it except us. Like what? I was not in, I was not about that. I'll like, send you the link later if y'all interested. But I got a fanfic written about me. <laughs> That's some next level guys, creativity. Do you guys uh, you guys watch South Park? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cuz that that hella reminded me of um, the Tweak and Craig episode where there was like a bunch of yaoi fan art about them and everyone in the school thought they were gay. Oh, <laughs> and then like the whole town thought that they were gay and then it's like, we're not gay. And it's like, it's because the Asians decided who gets to be gay. So that's why they think we're gay. They've been getting it's enough such shit. A, such a stupid episode. But Asian made us gay. <laughs> yeah, because they thought like, oh, they drew them together like that. That's why they're gay now because they chose who gets to be gay and who oh. doesn't. When in reality, it's just, you know, it's just that <laughs> yeah i mean it's a similarity i mean it doesn't necessarily have to be asians per se but i mean you you can say it i mean it's the news the news decides oh yeah the news decides what is basically going around you know they are like the proprietary like the proprietary the proprietary people of like like who spread rumors who started who like debunk them you know like that's basically the news they decide what gets to be news they get to decide what the people get informed about, which is kind of weird. But people definitely have their whole their whole opinion based off of the news. Going off on news uh, still is like mm-hmm. so my fault for interrupting. But um, like you see how all the news is like coronavirus related. True. Like everything you could turn it on right now and that shit would be like coronavirus. <laughs> One person literally just died. Yeah, right and like now. nothing else, like the presidential election and all that crap. It's like uh, nothing, nothing showing up as far as the news. It's just all the <laughs> coronavirus and like, I don't know. I I, I definitely think personally, uh, two things. Oh, well, two things. One is uh, the, uh, like, I, I definitely think that it's mainly what kind of news you look for as well. Because I, I definitely understand where you're coming from. Like just if someone searched up news, that's all they're going to get. Uh, but as a person who, you know, really kind of, I'm that kind of person that really believes in the truth. So I try to like look through as many articles as I can. And recently right. I found out a lot of like a lot of stories are going around. There was one about um, there was a, a black man who was shot and killed, uh, hunted pretty much was the word they used. Yeah. Uh, right. By these like two people. Yeah. And uh, and then they almost didn't get uh, any sentence. And the family was like, that's horrible they just killed someone and they're gonna get away with it and then they ended up i think getting the life sentence in prison or or something like that yeah like that was the whole thing like they didn't do anything until like the public figured out because that happened like two months ago i want to say and they're just now getting any kind of punishment for it i did see that yeah 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 i was just gonna say like i definitely think news is is now we're going away from news outlets and turning into uh word of mouth which might not necessarily be reliable but it is a lot more um i would say kind of constructive because when you read an article you don't research it more when you hear it from someone you start to research it more uh and i think that that's kind of the only good thing that's coming out of this (laughs) i would say that it's kind of like a big game of like telephone you know like if you hear about it you're gonna believe it or if you hear about it, you're going to be like, yo, I heard it this way and that way. And you're going to spread it on to other people. And in reality, reality, what you may have heard of may not have been the truth. And instead, you're spreading it thinking that it is the truth. And so it just ends up becoming like this big game of telephone, like in elementary school. And it sounds like it's the truth, but it's not the truth. Yeah, like, you know how, like, Instagram and Facebook have added, like, the fake news, like, um, like, they alert you if it's, like, not reputable and stuff? Yeah. I see a lot of people post on, like, let's say Facebook, Instagram, saying, like, it's 5G or whatever, and it's, like, it's not, you know, it's, like, it's not reputable, it's all kind of, like, what society says, not, like, it's fact, you know? 
Yeah, I hear you on that, guys. Like, it's crazy how much misinformation there is in the world. Yeah, yeah, no, you're fine. Uh, I was just gonna say that's that's kind of why uh, I I read this or I saw this video um, that was pretty much kind of explaining why you shouldn't be taking news from news and instead you should be taking news from comedians because the thing is that news <laughs> when something happens. Yeah, you seen it? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, that's... yeah, 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 yeah. That that that's definitely kind of like uh, something that I've like kind of noticed ever since I started watching SNL like almost two or three years ago is like oh this is so much more kind of a lot more face forward with this kind of stuff because I feel like when you watch news it's you know it is biased sometimes and sometimes uh, uh, sometimes it's like oh it, it may be an opinion but then because of the telephone effect at the end it sounds more like fact so then when you watch it you are more inclined to think that it's the truth when in reality uh, it's far from the truth and so that's why when it happens when bullshit happens on news comedians are going to call them out for that when news people aren't going to call them out for that instead because they have a reputation they will just con- like keep on kind of discussing it until it sounds like maybe it actually did happen uh, right. so that's what yeah well i mean i could honestly i could honestly even back that but i would have to say like comedians they they deliver their delivery I mean, it's like what you were saying earlier it's satire a lot of that's like a lot of the material nowadays yeah. it is satire it's like a parody of sorts but I mean, like you're saying, like it is a lot more face forward, or it sounds a lot more face forward, because I mean, like yeah. comedians, you have to have a strong delivery. You have to be confident in what you deliver. You have to know, like what you're saying has some sort of truth to it, to where you can relate to it, and you know, even yeah. go back to talk about it. But I could definitely see that standpoint. It's like taking news from comedians is a little bit, you know, a little bit more. You could kind of say it's like more raw. Yeah, say. more raw. I guess oh, like a little bit less. Yeah, a little bit more, less filtered. More refreshing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. A, a different take. Real quick, um, I want to say, what is your guys' opinion on satire? Like, what do you think it's necessary? Do you think it's just entertaining? Do you think it's something that um should be like taken lighthearted, so on and so forth? Like, what do you guys originally think is just your opinion on satire? I mean, I have a pretty strong opinion on satire. I think, you know, when I'm sitting here thinking about it, um, I think I would have a pretty strong opinion about satire just because it's really effective. I think it's definitely all those things that you've listed off. Like, it's definitely entertaining. It can be constructive. It can be, you know, it can be informative even. Because it just, you take something and you just take it in a different form of light, but it still has, it still holds a certain truth to it. And you can really make Mm -hmm. it to where it's almost 100% truth, but you change one little thing and it changes everything, but the the underlying message is still the same. I think satire is a pretty effective method of, you know, just presenting anything, really. It could be kind of crude sometimes, even rude, you could say, but I mean, it's effective, definitely. Stop spreading false information, bitches. Bitch. <laughs> That's truth. Yeah. I, I definitely think that satire as a form of comedy is, is very effective. I think, like you said, it's very entertaining and it could also be very truthful. Um, but, you know, th- there are obviously some times where it blows stuff out of proportion. Uh, but, I mean, as, as helpful as it might be, it should be taken not necessarily as a form of news and instead as a criticism of news. It should always be seen as criticism rather than a source. And I like, like you, yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I feel like before you make an opinion on something, always kind of watch a satire of it. Like, I, I feel like that's kind of what definitely formed my opinions of uh, those people who are really in love with, like, let's say a presidential candidate, uh, whether it be Bernie Sanders or um, uh, who's the other guy? I just, I'm not kidding. But, um, but yeah, but my point is that it's like the way that they're presented on media is, is it's very satirical in a way that it's like, hey, remember that these are humans and sometimes they're really weird. And sometimes, you know, they uh, they are like they are like you shouldn't put them as high up in a pedestal as you think, because, you know, sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and I definitely think that there's a humanity to satire, but sometimes too much humanity can be can be uh, very intoxicating sometimes <laughs> that's true though that's true. i would say take satire like you would take an unrated movie because like it's just a true. joke it, it's literally just meant to entertain you it's meant to make you laugh and i would say if you see something that you may think is satire just look it up just do the background research it doesn't hurt to like study what's going on (laughs) i was gonna bring up the onion yeah that's all i remember whenever i first got introduced to the onion it was in in a language arts class i think probably like seventh or eighth grade 
dude, it, it showed me the craziest articles, and there I am, you know, a 7th, 8th grader. I don't know how old I was back then, like 14, uh, 13 years old. And, dude, I remember reading these articles, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this dude really built, like, a nuclear cave or a nuclear bomb in his backyard, like, underground. And I'm there I am eating it up, but little did I know it's satire. And the teacher was like, the whole assignment was not just to read it, but to, to actually do, like, some research, you know, like, always have, always take things with a grain of salt, you know, always look a little bit further than just whatever else is right there. I would say that, like, satire in general, like, uh, okay, I, I understand why they taught us that, to take everything in a grain of salt, because in reality, like, in general, you just kind of do have to take everything with a grain of salt, because... Not everything is going to be true. Not everything is going to be how you hear it to be. You're going to have to do research. If you hear something and you're not sure about it, it's always best to at least check it out to see if it's true or if it's not true. So on and so forth. Like You shouldn't take everything serious before you actually do the research behind it. Yo, Fern, wouldn't you say sometimes, though, that isn't always the case? Like, you know how sometimes like, people even have to research like just to make sure that like even a government articles like accurate and that's supposed to be like the like the most accurate thing right like the cdc or maybe even like um food and nutrition like the labels and stuff i forgot the name you know like that kind of stuff Uh, i agree i agree with you there because um i remember that a professor was telling me that literally a lot of the fda labels and stuff for like nutrition most of the time um there's like a research uh like a whole study conducted saying that most of them are either 20 percent more or 20 percent less than what is actually being depicted on the label so it, a lot of the time it's actually good even if it's a really reliable source just to do some extra background research due to the fact that it may or may not be true or just to at least, you know, calm down any nerves and at least you yourself know that, okay, this may not be true. So at least I have done the background research to prove whether it may or not be true. Such as conspiracy so, theories. Like, I don't know. I did hear about like Tic Tacs, like how some of them say sugar free. But I think it only counts if it's a gram or less of sugar. Then it's called like sugar free, if y'all know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I heard. Yeah. Like, you can say, oh, it's sugar-free, but it doesn't have a gram of sugar. And that's why people are like... Yeah, no, like, like the title says it's sugar-free, but just because it doesn't have a gram of sugar in there, that's what makes it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the... Uh, they're, they're regulated to if it has more than that. They have to, but because it doesn't, they don't have to. So they don't. <laughs> it's just easier marketing as well. And, like, so more people could, like, oh, it's sugar-free. I'm going to get it. But it still has sugar just not the amount that like i just want to say that um i feel like the whole satirical thing and the whole thing about like lying about the products is just really to appeal to a market because if you really think about it like people really try and convince you to buy things to like do things and so on and so forth so if you really think about it that makes sense to where they kind of lie a little bit about what they're producing so that the consumers can get more of what is being made because that makes sense because you're like hey yo that's actually good like oh that's organic like um i was talking about a nurse a while back um a lot of organic foods quote unquote um they're not really organic because some of them like okay let's say you have an, an organic farm right um this organic farm may have pesticides that are flying in from a non-organic farm from like two blocks down the street and you wouldn't know that because it's labeled as organic and you're eating that shit up thinking that it is organic and it's really just to appeal your convenience i did want to speak i just just did want to say like one little thing um that not everything that is well like along the lines that you guys are saying that um, things that are labeled as organic doesn't necessarily mean organic. It's just whatever the FDA deems as organic. Yeah. So, I mean, like, these organic uh, chickens that you might be buying and uh, organic eggs that you might be buying, it doesn't mean that they're just, like, um, you know, that they're 100% natural, cage-free, you know, they out there living their best life. It's like, no, they're still getting injected, but it doesn't count as a hormone to where it counts against being organic. Um, in terms of like the FDA's guidelines. 
Going off on the chickens, I did see for them to be free range, they only have to get five minutes a day just being out. Oh my god. That's what I saw. Like so if you see free range, I mean not by not don't think of them like growing by themselves. They probably Yeah. Like, yeah. I definitely think personally I would I would have my own chickens. Like I would much rather kind of give a chicken kind of their best life personally like me knowing hey i'm getting eggs from a chicken that i know is living nicely because i you know i have them right here in my backyard i'd much rather do that than uh you know kind of um get eggs that are kind of deceiving i suppose (laughs) yeah i mean i think that in general it's a lot more better because you know where whatever you may be growing or whatever you may be cultivating is more organic like you know how you're growing it you know if you're putting pesticides in it you know if you're putting any product in it so on and so forth it's just like hey i don't care because i'm growing it myself and i know what's in it and i don't have to worry about it or any extra additives because it's myself and um also like gmos gmos aren't always bad because gmos sometimes just appeal to a population that's just like yo we have a lot of people so we got a lot of people to feed so we gotta like increase the size and increase the production it may not be chemically but it is for sure physically like it's being crossbred with something else that definitely reminds me of um kind of not necessarily kind of going off tangent which is more like uh, I feel like so, there's so many kind of there's so much information about food that right now is seen as kind of just like quote, quote unquote common sense, which is like, oh, you know, like like, oh, I'm just not going to eat carbs at all. It's like, no, you need carbs. You need energy. Uh, just yeah, don't man. eat too much because then it gets stored up and turns into fat and you don't want that. Um, you need carbs. Just don't eat too much of it. And I feel like some people just you know they they don't understand that and they consume so much media and talk to so many people who also believe the same thing it just forms their truth (laughs) and people are so stubborn you try to prove them wrong and instead they're just like uh no you're wrong because i've believed this my whole life and you just told me this five minutes ago right Uh, so that is so true man like i think um one of the biggest takeaways that i ever had from a philosophy class was to test an idea whether or not you agree with it but just try to be in their shoes no matter what idea it is and just test it out. See what it would be like just to be like them. And dude, honestly, ever since I had that idea, ever since I've had that told to me, it's like, how could you ever think about this? Only if you just consume this amount of media, if you're just not open-minded at all to the fact that you might be wrong, to the fact that there might be other information out there other than what you believe. Like there's tons of information that contradicts what you believe. How can you not yeah, I, accept this as real? Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, people are just very... No, no, you you are good. Do not worry. I'm just saying that people are naturally just very stubborn into being like, I believe what I believe, and you can't convince me otherwise. And I don't know where the heck that started. I really don't like the it. The South. Because it's... It, did it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's like... It's so... I don't know. It's like... I feel like if you if you are very much open, I I feel like it's different because you're Oregon. It's it's a lot more liberal. It's a lot more like you know we um we kind of just accept whatever. It's like oh we you know we're very much kind of that that kind of mindset of um if you haven't tried it you're missing out kind of thing uh, no matter what. So yeah, I, I definitely think that um, that kind of makes yeah. sense though. I I would say that I mean Asheville, where we're from, like I would say that we're pretty liberal on our behalf too, just to the fact that we really accept a lot of things. For being a southern city, I think we're pretty liberal. Like, I think it's just like you know the gay capital of like the South. You know, here Asheville is it's like beer city and all sorts of things. It's like, but you travel anywhere like fifteen minutes outside the central downtown area of Asheville, and it's like you meet different types of people. People were like, you know, I'm Hispanic. I, I have fairly light skin, but I have black hair and I just look Hispanic. Like if I go into Leicester, I can't go into a gas station because some people will be like, you know, just looking at me as if I'm getting ready to rob it. But if you go in another direction, like say towards West Asheville, you, anybody can go in there. A crackhead will go in there. Nobody will give you a second <laughs> look. I'm being serious, you know, like nobody will give you a second look. And I mean, they're just like, I don't believe apart. you're a cop. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, like, even if you're a cop, like, the cops here just don't care, you know? Like, everybody's kind of seen, 
like as different it just depends on what part of Asheville or you know just what part of well I guess I mean politically bro we're the only blue county around like a bunch of Republican counties so it's like it's shown that way in the population it's pretty crazy it is pretty crazy what about Oregon though it's just straight Uh, liberal I think no 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 (laughs) no Uh, there's a lot (laughs) there's a lot of Republicans here Uh, I definitely think that I've met more Republicans than I have uh, liberals. Wow. A, a lot of the Republicans, believe it or not, uh, shocker, are, are white. <laughs> not that I'm saying anything. I'm just saying that it was just... It was just we heard you. I never met... We agree. Yeah. <laughs> does I, I correlation met... equal causation? No, never. No. no, but correlation does equal maybe a coincidence, maybe not. Who knows? But still, it's like... <laughs> there's always Burn, a maybe. Shut up, bro. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like um, yeah, I definitely think that at least a lot of the people I talk to, they're very liberal, um, they're very accepting, um, and a lot of the businesses as well, I, I think, are definitely very progressive and definitely very kind of like, um, very out there. Uh, I definitely, like I said, the, a lot of the Republicans I met though, I was roommates with one of them. He's a great guy. Um, like we still keep in contact, and like he's probably like shaped a lot of my sense of humor but he was very republican um but still like he you know he never really like we, we never really talked about politics and that's kind of the interesting part of it is that i got to learn about his mind his 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 view on life without necessarily having to put politics into that so i understood how yes. he saw the world and i understood how he saw people without it necessarily having to be a political statement or a political subject it was just like you know yeah yeah, without having that title on them. Mm-hmm, exactly. I agree with uh, you on that. I think it's really nice to really just get to know someone in general without really having a political statement because a lot of people really hold a political statement as like, I would say kind of like a grudge or like something really heavy on someone else. Like, fuck a political statement. Like, what do you think about like just life in general? What do you think about is going off on in our society? What do you think is like, why do we got to talk about politics? Why can't we talk about what our own beliefs are? What we think is right? What we think is wrong? Our morals and our moralities. Exactly. I think like one of the reasons as to why we do that, I think it's like as humans, like our, our nature is just to like categorize everything and like, no matter what time period you go throughout history, you can go to the beginning of time and you'll find categories for everything, you know? Like the ancient Greeks and the Romans, they started categorizing every living thing, every animal, every plant. Like, and, you know, putting a title to it, I think it's just a natural thing. But I think it's very, like, it's a very destructive human quality because at this point, like you guys are saying, like, political ideas or statements or your beliefs people define you by that they're like oh you believe you know do you believe in jesus and it's like yeah do you believe in like you know um abortion no okay so you must be a republican and it's like no bitch it's like i might agree with some republican ideals i guess it might not necessarily mean i'm either or it's just like that's just my viewpoint on life i mean have you seen them though no no no. that's what i'm saying but i mean like (laughs) that's what i'm saying like that type of like oh have you seen them it's that category you know we put that category we put that title and we don't even know them and we just categorize them as the enemy it's like we're just other people you know we just have different beliefs but i think at this point in time we've just taken political statements to be like a representation of who you are and i think that's pretty wrong and like i think i was living like that for a while here with my parents because they have very strong like ideas and i'd be like oh they're like heavily republican but they're hispanic how can they do that and you know now ever since you know we've been self-quarantined and like we've been having to stay in here and all sorts of things like i've gotten to know them and it's like wow like it's not just what they believe it's like how their how their take on life is how they literally just do life and it doesn't stand by are they Republican or Democrat or in between or either or? Real quick, I'm just going to say two things. I just got a message saying that my coronavirus test came back negative. So, yeah, time to celebrate. Hey. Hey. And then also, um, we've been going on for a pretty good minute. But I would say right now is a really good time to take a break. Um, I'm glad to have you guys on here with this tangent. But we will definitely be back. Hope you guys are still listening. But... Until then, we're going to be back, so we'll catch you in, like, about five minutes, so, yeah. Yeah. Fuck Corona. All right. What up, guys?
we back from break and Amy is slumped out. <laughs> Just wanted to give you guys an update. But what up? We're coming back. Um, so we left off talking about um, quarantine. But I did have one thing I did want to talk about in specific. Um, some of our listeners might know that I'm, you know, I've been in a long term relationship with somebody right now. Shout out Bay right now. Um, but it might not thinking about you, bro. She's not thinking. Simping. Simping. Sorry. Um, I just wanted to ask, you know, the team in general and, and Johnny, you know, making part of the team today. Um, how has the quarantine affected like your relationships? Um, not with just like regular people, but like intimate relationships, people who you trust, people who you would consider. I don't know, just people who are, I don't know, just there for you as a support system, whether it be friend, girlfriend, boyfriend, um, whatever they might be. I don't know, I wanted to open it up to you guys. I wanted to hear your perspective, so maybe I'm not as weird as I think I am right now. Um, I would say on my behalf, like, uh, the whole thing with how that's all changing, I would say that I think that in a sense it's kind of good, but at the same time it's kind of bad. Like, due to the whole quarantine, we kind of lack that human connection with other people. I mean, we maybe still have that connection with our family members, but the thing is, not everyone has a family like that, you know? So it kind of differentiates between that. But um, I think that within relationship wise, um,. I, I have people hitting me up, but the thing is, like, I'm like, okay, I may I may want to, but I may not want to. This whole quarantine is like, meh, como que si, como que no, because I'm not, I'm ready for it, but I'm not ready for it due to the fact how this is all going. And the thing is, I'm like, you know what, maybe due to the fact that we may be eternally doomed, maybe I may be ready for something, but... Maybe we're not eternally doomed and maybe I'm not ready for something and I don't want something. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. I'm a dog. You heard it from Chris. He's a dog. <laughs> He's a dog. <laughs> we dogs up in this bitch. We don't share bones in these streets. Have you guys, have you guys thought about like how it's kind of affected like how you um, react to whoever it is that you're talking to? Like in my personal experience like Sometimes I'll be talking to my girl or she'll be talking to me and um, sometimes I'll just like completely zone out. It's not that I don't care. It's just like I've been like completely lacking that, you know, that person to person, like knowing how to kind of like react to it. I feel myself kind of lost sometimes just because I, I haven't practiced that in a while. I feel like, you know, and it and it happens from time to time. I'll just be like, she'll be talking to me, telling me about some. Um, like for example, she was telling me about about her her work, and I just completely zone out, and I'm just like, mm-hmm, yeah, whatever, you know, type deal. And then I kind of come back, and I'm like, what did you even say? And she's like, do you not listen to me? I'm like, well, I'm sorry. It's just like, I'm just lost in my thoughts. I've been lost in my thoughts, you know, for the past couple of weeks. I don't really get to talk to you like this. I don't really get to see you react, and it's kind of weird, you know. I, I'm taking you all in because it's almost like the first time I see you again after like you know so long and i'm like i have no idea how to react sometimes it's almost like i get nervous too i don't Uh, know i i feel that understandable in a sense due to the fact that like it kind of has been a minute since we've really lacked human communication from other people besides our family or close relatives and it's kind of like Okay, your family is one thing, right? Like, of course you're going to converse with your family. You're going to be like, hey, how's your day going? How you doing? But, like, as in other people, in a sense, it's kind of a little bit different. Because you're like, oh, I got to keep a a conversation. I got to be like, what have you been up to? I got to be more productive. I got to be more engaged. So on and so forth. And it's I think that it's a little bit more difficult due to the fact that you kind of lack in that perspective. And I would say that in general, whether even if it's with or without the virus, it's kind of difficult to really engage into that topic with someone else due to the fact that you don't really go into that so deeply at the time. Yeah, I, I think me personally, um, sorry, was someone going to say something? <laughs> yeah, I, I think personally, um, thinking of like, I guess my relationships uh 
with I, I don't have a special someone <laughs> um and i don't really plan on having one at least for the first few just for a while so you know that isn't necessarily a big preoccupation uh in my mind but with my friends i feel like there is some something that's changing um i have some friends uh one is in the navy uh, she is in, in north carolina uh, and, uh, she's, she's stationed there right now. Uh, and, uh, she's, uh, you know, we used to hang out all the time and now like we barely talk because she's constantly busy. Um, and she's, um, you know, she never gets to message us, uh, as much as she used to because of the whole quarantine, she's always working and she's always like making sure that everyone's safe. Uh, and then even, yeah. So I definitely think that's definitely changed. Um, and it definitely, it, it, although it hasn't changed our friendship, you know what I mean? It's definitely changed how we talk and it's definitely changed our relationship. But our friendship uh, is very much still strong, uh, even though she's, you know, across the United States, she's still sending me uh, a present for my birthday. So, like, that's super nice. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I can still rely on her for stuff like that. Um, and uh, but here, you know, I have a friend, uh, one of my closest friends, uh ever since the whole quarantine, he's one of those kind of people that really likes talking to people. He, he is very much, he has very much told me how he does not like calling people and texting people when it comes to communication. He says that he'd just much rather be face to face. And that's really been harming him, uh, and his relationships, especially with like me and other, and other people, uh, that he's held so close, uh, after like just kind of being in the, in this way that he knows that he kind of, he has more energy with people when he's with them. Um, and, and, you know, he's just constantly by himself and, and he much rather likes that kind of human connection. So he's very much lacking that. And because of that, you know, our relationship has been very strained recently, even though, you know, he's very close to me, he's very dear to my heart and he's done, he's helped me in many ways. And, you know, that's very strained and it makes me scared because I don't know, I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know where he wants to take our friendship. Uh, but I know where I want it and it's kind of, you know, very close and it's very safe and we can't really have that with this whole quarantine going on, uh, and knowing how he is as a person. So it's like, it's, it's really just not working out very well between us, but it's, it's definitely shown that, you know, besides borders, I can still have some, some friends with other people. And it's, yeah, it's, it's definitely harmful, but it's also very, um, very it kind of definitely shows the strengths of some friendships as well real quick something that i want to say is um i don't believe that time should determine anyone's friendship like if you haven't seen someone in a long time i don't think that should determine the fact that you guys are still friends or not like if you really vibe with that person and you guys have like genuinely have a really good friendship let's say you haven't seen each other for months or years like I don't think that should determine the fact whether if you're friends or not. Like, you will still be friends regardless. Like, okay, you may not have seen each other for a long time. Because that's like family. You haven't seen each other for a long time. But you know you're still there for each other regardless. And a lot of people take that accounted for. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. I feel like um, you can kind of, like, take this dynamic to a bigger scale. Um, like... You don't have to have that distance between you defining how close you are. Like, for my, you know, my personal examples, like my dad and my parents, they all have like brothers and sisters all over the United States and like in certain parts of Mexico they haven't seen in such a long time. But like, that doesn't really have like an effect on whether or not they've talked for a while. You know, they granted they're family. But I mean, like, I think nowadays, you know, with having the acceptance of like having an outside family inside your friends more so than in your family i think that's more normal and i think it's just being a different dynamic just because we've never really seen that before in such a large scale because if you think about it you know back then people used to be very reliant i mean and people still to a certain extent the majority of the people are still very reliant on their families for x reason right whatever it might be but i think now we we rely more on our friends and our chosen family than our designated family you know and it might not be the same for other people, you know, some people might, you know, have the opposite or whatever, they might be in complete uh, concurrence with that, but I think with having that space in between, I mean, you definitely do kind of like, you know, you kind of do have to, you know, wonder what type of, you know, 
what type of direction your relationship is going to take just because we've never had such a disruption before like ever you know what was the last time that you saw your friend it was like oh two weeks ago when i used to see him every day or every other day Mm -hmm. you know and and it's hard especially it, it takes a toll on people who are very reliant on other people people who are very much like people people like uh people persons you can rely on or you can categorize them as like people persons like it really takes a toll on them because whenever you see them they're almost like completely like gone you know like it's almost a ghost of who they used to be it's kind of like just trying to get back to you know how things used to be uh to a certain extent i think but i might just be ranting but and i might just be tripping or whatever but that's kind of like how i see it i think i've kind of taken it a different type of direction i mean i agree with you talking about the whole thing with people going being people uh people persons and stuff because there's some people that um like um johnny was saying they're not really used to talking on the phone they're not used to like those types of things and they're more about like conversing with people in general um conversing in person like going out to eat so on and so forth and due to the fact that these things are so limited, these people are like, so what am I supposed to do now? Like, okay, I can't see my friends. I can't go out to eat with them. So on and so forth. Like, now what am I going to do? Am I just supposed to, like, forget about them? Am I supposed to talk to them? Am I supposed to engage in something with them? Like, what is supposed to go on? I don't know, man. I think it's just that long-distance relationship that you have to apply to literally everything if you're not living with them for real. You know, because you have to kind of, like, see what's it. I mean, you, like, you know, for our example, you know, we tried to hang out a couple of times, you know, during the quarantine. Shame on us, whatever. It didn't really work out, whatever. We hung out, just rode around, whatever. But, like, there's not really too much to do. And whenever you kind of do hang out, it's kind of like, oh, we're kind of just kind of sitting around or we're just kind of not doing too much. What's the point of this? You know, they kind of kind of makes you think, like, what is my... What is my relationship with these people like or like do i enjoy it do i like it is this kind of how i see myself or is this just a direct product of the quarantine because there's not anything to do um so it kind of gets everybody down but i don't know i think something interesting no you're fine i think something interesting to add is um kind of what this means as our society's definition of a relationship uh, because uh, one of my favorite movies, if not my favorite movie of all time, is Her by Spike Jones, starring Joaquin Phoenix and uh, Scarlett Johansson. It's a very great, great movie, uh, and it's it's about it's it's about a guy. It came out in 2013, 14, and everyone was kind of making fun of it because it was like, oh, it's about a guy who falls in love with his phone, uh, which you know I get it, it's funny, but uh, it's also actually more about the story of this guy going through a divorce and realizing what exactly makes a relationship because he's having a relationship with a phone how do you do that without a body without sex without you know stuff like that stuff that and it's like kind of taboo i guess you know nobody like when you talk about relationships you're never like so how's the sex you're more, <laughs> you're like it's 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 something that everyone yeah it's something that everyone does it's something that you know is it's it's needed in a relationship very much um at least in a, in a very common relationship, it's, it's very much kind of a necessity, uh, human contact, you know, cuddling, hugs, kisses, everything like those are very important things. And I feel like with this quarantine, it's also raising those questions is what makes a relationship? Is it all the time you spent together? Is it the conversations you spent together? What quantifies how much you love this person? And I feel like this definitely, whether it be distance or like distance and not spending time at all together or too much time together it's like what it's kind of pushing the limits of what exactly makes a relationship that we maybe never knew about before uh and and i just want to hear you guys' thoughts on that anyway i mean i think that like it kind of goes back like i don't know if you guys have seen it i don't really know what movie it is or what show it is but like the dude with the coconut and everything like how he's going insane and he like he gives the coconut a bunch of personalities and everything like in a sense it kind of goes into that because if you don't have that human interaction who are you gonna have it with who's gonna be there for you besides yourself like okay 
Okay, look, people go through stuff in general all the time. Like, you may yeah. be having ups and downs, but the thing is, okay, you may have yourself, but who else is going to be there for you? Are you going to have someone else? And in that sense, you kind of have to forcefully make someone to be there yeah. for you because there's no one else for you. So what you have to do is, okay, there's no one here. So what I got to do is, okay, I'm going to make someone up for myself due to the fact that no one is listening to me. And hopefully I myself listen to myself because I love myself that much. Like it's really going along those lines. Yeah, I, I definitely think you're changing yourself a lot. Like it's just kind of like um, a different perspective in a sense because... Okay, you don't have anyone to introduce yourself to. You don't have anyone to, like, converse with, so on and so forth. So you kind of just have, like, like, in a sense, like, paranormal activity. Something that isn't explained, you're going to find something to explain it with. Like, okay, you heard something going on about, like, in the corridor. Okay, fine. It might be some pipes or whatever. You're going to find something to replace that because... You don't want the fact, you don't want it to be that you're just by yourself. You want it to be someone else or something else. And you convince yourself that it's something else or someone else due to the fact that you're by yourself. I do have one thing I want to say to that. I think, um, uh, sorry, you know, for just being so abrupt and whatnot. I, um, I just wanted to say something about the last bit. It's like, you know, being devoid of having a like not having that personal interaction or like just having that personal or i mean that intimate feeling of you know being hugged and cuddled and you know kissed or whatever just having that and i think some people like and you can see this very evident on social media you can see this like in men or women you know who like recently got through or recently got went through a breakup of you know relationship for a really long time and they don't have that person anymore they kind of like you know, they kind of start lashing out. They start like, oh, who's down to hang? Who's down to do this? And then, like, if they have nobody to have that person-to-person relationship or whatever, or somebody who wants to hang out or spend time with them or whatever, give them whatever they're seeking, they kind of go a little bit more towards the deep end, you know? You're, like, they're being deprived of that psychological necessity, which is, like, super interesting, you know? Because, like, you can really tell, like, the... um importance of somebody in somebody's life just on how being at having that person absence in their life has a reaction on their life you know they start to lash out or do they handle it well do they do they start converting that extra time and energy that they mm -hmm. now have into something more creative is it more create is it more creative than destructive or vice versa how is it going on and it's just like everything behind that is a very like um interesting topic especially whenever people talk about like quarantine depression um you know you might like you know look at it and you're like oh my gosh one of those new terms that people want to coin like what what is this bs but you know being devoid of all that stuff it really causes a depression in your life and depression doesn't necessarily have to be like um traumatic as the, you know the movies make it seem it could just be very mild and you can just be very down for a while you know you just have different forms of depression um, but it's definitely one of those things that people should definitely not take lightly and just, you know, during this quarantine and like, you know, the lifting of the ban of the, uh, on the United States, people should kind of like come back to each other a little bit slowly and cautiously, but like, you know, just always be on the lookout for people who like might be going through some things, you know, because the, the attack of, of the pandemic on a person's psyche is pretty intense. You know, you just... You feel kind of absent, sometimes very empty, but, you know, anyways, I want to give it up to you guys. I just wanted to say I that. I would say that someone's, like, intimacy does correlate to someone's, like, sanity, in a sense, because, like, in a, if you really think about it, people in general just really look for, like, intimacy they want someone to be with there with them. They want someone to correlate with them, right? So if you don't have that, like, what are you going to rely on now? Like, you're just kind of fucked in a sense. Because, 
Okay, you don't have any of what's going on. You don't have any freaking intimacy. You don't have no one to correlate with. So, what are you going to do? You're going to talk to yourself due to the fact that there's no one else there to really correspond to you or even say anything to you in general. So, hey, I'm going to talk to myself. I might become crazy, but hey, at least I have someone that's at least conversing with me and at least somewhat relating to the to the things that i'm going through because people really just look for relations like if you think about it you're just looking for someone to relate to the things that you're going through and in a sense if you don't have that you're gonna make it up yeah i i think that what's interesting especially with this whole quarantine thing going on is that um through you know my podcast and through my youtube channel and whatnot i've met other people who have you know, so much time on their hand that they, uh, on their hands that want to do, uh, YouTube and stuff or want to do podcasts and stuff. So talking to them, uh, it's, it's just fascinating that, um, they're also kind of just looking now that they have, you know, the time and the space, they're like, Hey, how about I do something creative with someone else and get those creative juices flowing. So I feel like, um, definitely, I, I think a, a good mix if, if someone is kind of going through that kind of, um, quarantine depression, uh, whether it be mild, um, is is kind of, you know, do something um, kind of creative and do it with someone from whether it be the internet or whether it be a friend, like they could have a voice call or like a, a, a video chat and like paint together or they can have a voice call and like read books to each other or maybe they can like have a book club like just over like they meet once a week or something. And I feel like that is the best way to cope with this whole quarantine, which is to rely on things like art. And it's always happened. I feel like um, whenever people are deprived of kind of the other people, they very much just want to kind of create something out of that. Um, you know, yeah. So yeah, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like this is just a very um, opportune moment. It is kind of interesting because I've been uh, following the Reddit podcast for uh, the Reddit, um, the podcast Reddit, you know, just certain of them, you know, just start from the internet. After like, since the quarantine, there's been such a surge of people like, oh, I'm going to start a podcast, which is really interesting. And it's really, um, which is really interesting to see what type of mediums or like what type of like, um, voice creations that people can come up with. I know for, um, for example, I know that you're working on a fiction podcast. Um, I've listened to a couple of them and I, I find them really entertaining and the create the creative like the creative stances that some of these podcasts take is just so like completely like mind-boggling like just like who would have ever thought of this to just make this come to life in my mind while they talk it out or while they act it out through voice make a movie of sorts and I think that's so incredible because we're gonna start tapping into you know a bank of you know abilities that were not tapped into before you know and it's going to be pretty interesting to see what stands out in the hubbub of like you know podcast creations youtube creations you name it We adapt. I mean, I think uh, something that has stood the, the trial of time is the fact that humans, no matter what circumstance, decide to survive. You know, we always just decide to stand out and be the apex predator of sorts. And I mean, I think this is kind of another like, you know, a repetition of the cycle. It's kind of like humans have definitely taken the upside in, you know, like um, science and you know finding remedies for things that are more advanced causing nature to get more advanced and a little bit more sophisticated in its design you know such as a virus um but that have always been around but just be so complicated and that that it, you know hop from species to species causing such a devastating effect at the rate that it has i mean 
I think it's just we have to take advantage of of the resources like like you guys said resources that we have available such as the internet you know and you know just take care of ourselves and take care of other people you know just because we're not physically there we now have that advantage of being there in a web presence of sorts you know uh, of any kind and i think it's important for us to kind of take that step and you know just learn to be alone for a while but also you know take care of others while you take care of yourself i think it's a very defining moment in present history to see how we kind of like stand out against you know past pandemics but that was that was my two cents my bad so i just wanted to say that i don't know if that made sense to y'all i was going a little right but anyways guys i think this is a good moment to wrap up uh th- this podcast episode johnny i really thank you for being on this podcast i know we were just like you know we were talking for for a little bit the other day and and just you know it was cool and and this took the direction that um we kind of envisioned and you adapted really well to us and everything i want to thank you um and just so our listeners know a little bit more about you uh do you want to give us a little bit more background of what you do where can they find you what do you do what are your what are you what are your current projects and what are your uh views for the future yeah uh so first i uh i host a podcast it's called the nighthawks podcast um it's by a uh um our quote-unquote company it's called nighthawks presents and we do uh well at least we're trying to do more podcasts we're coming up with a fiction podcast uh coming up soon it's called cape lock you can find it on spotify uh in the summer and cape lock is about uh christina glass an investigative reporter trying to look for a town that only exists in people's memories uh so it's a very kind of mystery horror kind of aspect there. Uh, so if that interests you, you guys should totally uh, keep an eye out for that. And then uh, we also um, we also have a YouTube channel. It's I'm Not Here, like you're, you know, spelling it out. Uh, and so right there we do a lot of, um, we do commentary on uh, bad movies. We do bad mo- book reviews. Uh, and then we also do some video essays on maybe some very good movies and very, maybe very some great books. And right now we're actually working on a video about the history of Rhett and Link, who you know are from North Carolina. <laughs> so I, I just think it's it's just interesting. Yeah, um, just their whole story. And, I, and I'm, I'm very much a lot of my work uh, is through kind of analysis and whatnot. And my newest novel, uh, Okonoko, it's it's fiction. Uh, it's about an author in love with the, the city that he grew up in. Uh, but after a horrible breakup, he decides whether he wants to keep on living there or not. Um, and that's kind of a whole dissection of what it means to be in a relationship and to be a human and, and how much of where you come from defines who you are. Uh, and uh, that, that'll be coming out during the summer as well. Um, and those are kind of the bigger projects that I have. I know it was, it was a lot, <laughs> but, uh, you know, just kind of if, yeah, if you, if you guys, uh, follow me, you guys can follow me at every underscore something it's on Twitter at every underscore something. It's, um, basically I, I usually try to update a lot of people on, on what I do there. Uh, so if you guys, if any of what I listed interested you at all, <laughs> you guys should totally check that out on Twitter and, um, I think you asked my views on the future. I think hopefully people who start podcasts keep on doing podcasts. And I hope that, uh, you know, even the people who might stop doing podcasts after this whole thing is over, I hope they find it in themselves to keep on doing it and keep on pushing what they really like to do, you know. So, um, (laughs) but yeah, uh, but yeah, uh, thank you guys for having me on. Seriously, you guys were like super fun, super great to talk to. We appreciate you, man. Hey, Johnny. Before we uh, before we uh, end the podcast, I, I want to get your view on um, a little a little just like quick dissectomy of uh, Star Wars. Have you seen it? And what do you think? All right, Star Wars. Uh, I have seen the, the I've seen the original movies. I have not seen the new movies. I'm not that big of a fan of Star Wars. I feel like I I don't really catch. I don't really um. As a person who works in social media very heavily, I I very much do not kind of. I don't really keep track of what's going on, but I've heard reviews and I've seen scenes and oh boy, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say on it. Oh boy. Oh, oh no. Boy. Yeah. I mean, definitely they're old movies, but I would have to recommend 100%. I, I just finished uh, The Clone Wars. It has a very slow start, but the progression is super amazing. I was not a big fan of the Star Wars movies at all. I haven't seen the newer movies at all any of the um, independent movies from Star Wars. 
haven't seen but dude give clone wars a try and do a dissection of that if you ever decide to do an episode or two of that i would love to be a part of that yeah i, I definitely will um but yeah i'll, I'll definitely be uh, keep in contact and whatnot and um i mean this whole t- <laughs> yeah i mean like this this whole time i really hope you guys are you know kind of staying creative and and just keep on doing this even after this whole quarantine well honestly i would just say like we appreciate your presence honestly and i would say it's a really uh been a really good episode and even if it does go into the star wars or not i mean hey you're gonna have your own review or not you guys go ahead and check them out but honestly i would say that just our whole time here has been great we appreciate you for having here and honestly maybe we can have you on some future episodes but until then i guess we gotta find out right yeah totally <laughs> yeah i definitely love to come back yeah. for real. all right well mm-hmm. as always listeners thank you guys for listening johnny thank you so much for joining us uh during this special podcast making us come back a little bit to our creative side and uh listeners make sure you stay creative and you stay Stay Happy? inside. What Stay inside. Don't go to the mall. What the heck? Stay inside and go ahead and check out Wash Johnny's podcast and Johnny's Check that and shit out. It's lit. It's really fun. Recommend it, guys. All right. Until next time, stay lit. Love you. Biggest facts. Stay lit. If you guys want to see any movie reviews or any fucking shit like that, non biased bullshit, go ahead and check out Johnny. You guys will go ahead and appreciate everything Johnny. that's going on and being produced by him. But until then, we'll catch y'all motherfuckers later, alright? Bye, bitches. We'll catch y'all later, bitches. Yo!